But it's now time for the Rural News with Susan Murray. Kia ora, Susan. Rural principals are pushing the government to back wool in schools. Good afternoon, Charlotte. A number of rural school principals nationwide are bucking the government's plan to outfit 800 schools with synthetic flooring tiles and are fundraising to purchase New Zealand wool carpet themselves. This follows the Ministry of Education plan to install a nylon product in schools which are due for upgrading. North Canterbury Rotherham School Principal Cheryl Barbara says her school was part of the renovation programme but was told if they refused the synthetic option they couldn't access this portion of the funding for wool carpet. As a result, she contacted carpet maker Brimworth, which was happy to help. She says the school board will now have quotes to consider, and Rotherham isn't the only school taking action. I belong to a rural principals group um, right across New Zealand. So they, they put out a survey, and yeah, 80% of the people said that they would rather go with wool carpet rather than getting the synthetic tile. But in order to pay for this carpet, what are you having yeah. to do? The school does a lot of fundraising during the year. We have a corn fundraiser. We've been involved with the North Canterbury hunting competition and um, the Amuri Row game. So we'll be um, using funds from those to pay for it. You know, we are in a small rural community. At the moment, we're teaching our kids about the benefits of wool. It just goes against everything that we're teaching the kids about sustainability. Carpet manufacturer Cavalier Brenworth's chief executive, Greg Smith, says they're assisting the schools with a wool in education initiative. He says schools that are due to replace their existing flooring will get a subsidy equivalent to at least 30% of the cost. We're actually prepared to be quite flexible on that because we've had Different schools approach us with different needs and so some of those schools we've been able to, because of the size, to give them something a bit more significant than that and we'll be flexible as the applications come in. Is that admitting, Greg, though, that wool carpet can't compete with synthetic tiles? Not necessarily. I mean, but bear in mind, we don't, we don't want to compete with synthetic tiles. Wool's a bit of fibre um, for our children to be sitting on. Greg Smith says he doesn't understand the Ministry of Education's decision when the government has a strong sustainability goal. New Zealand's food and fibre exports are set to reach a record $57.4 billion to June 2023. This surpasses the previous forecast by $1.2 billion. It is an 8% increase on the year before. Dairy export revenue reached a record $26 billion, up 18%. Horticulture, seafood and arable sectors performed strongly, but meat and wool returns were down 2% and forestry down 3%. In the past six years, food and fibre exports have increased by just over $19 billion, or 50%. The government's Situation and Outlook for Primary Industries report says exports are forecast to climb to $62 billion by 2027. Cyclone Gabriel has hit the bottom line for agribusiness group Scales with its net profit for the first half of the year down nearly 60%. Net profit after tax was $14.3 million. Monique Steele has more. Scales did well with its global proteins division, but the cash profit from horticulture was down by about a half. Managing Director Andy Borland says given the impact of February's weather bomb, horticulture, which trades as Mr Apple, performed well. He says apple exports will be down 18%, with strong sales into Asia and the Middle East. Mr Borland says in China, demand for apple variety Dazzle outstrips supply. He predicts 2024 will return to a more normal year for apple volumes with cheaper freight and more labour available.
Tough growing conditions for the last season's kiwifruit crop are being reflected in the produce company Seekers' six monthly result. Kiwifruit volumes were well back and Seekers' revenue dropped 14% for the six months to June 2023. Net profit before tax was down 55% on the previous corresponding period. Chief Executive Michael Frank says the warm winter of 2022, followed by a wet summer, cyclones Hail and Gabriel and Autumn Hail all had a major impact. He says international sales are reported to be strong for kiwifruit and he anticipates a significant lift in grower returns over the coming months. Mr Franks says the full-year net profit before tax for Seeker is forecast to be a loss of between 20 and $25 million. A primary industry trade commentator says New Zealand has little chance of pushing back against the United States if it increases tariffs on New Zealand lamb. The United States' largest cattle and sheep lobby group, RCAF USA, says Australasian sheep meat imports are pushing down returns for local producers. It has petitioned the US trade ambassador to slow imports down. Mr Peterson says this is nothing new. Tariffs were put on sheep meat imports in 1999 and that caused grief for New Zealand. He says the main issue is this time that the World Trade Organisation, which helps with trade negotiations, does not have a functioning appeals court and sorting disputes would be problematic and take time. The only way we could probably do that is through bilateral discussions on a government-to-government basis and those talks would need to start immediately if these tariffs were imposed. How likely are they to, to successfully get tariffs put on? Do you have any feel for that? Well, we thought it was unlikely in 1999, but um, we've seen in the past that the United States is quite happy to take this type of action. Uh, And so I think there is a fear the world is becoming more protectionist and there are more people looking to these types of measures, which, of course, doesn't help New Zealand. So I would like to think that the chances were very low, um, but uh, unfortunately we've seen evidence in the past where that's not the case. Mike Peterson says globally the market is tough and prices are down for all primary producers, not just United States sheep farmers. An international trade expert says there is scope for better collaboration with Indian industries while a free trade deal remains unlikely. A New Zealand business delegation delegation is travelling to New Delhi this weekend to advance trade negotiations. Included in the trip are 50 representatives from the likes of Fonterra, Zespri and Silver Fern Farms. Executive Director of the International Business Forum, Stephen Jacoby, says strategic cooperation between sectors could benefit both sides. Dairy is a problem for India in an FTA negotiation, but India is the world's largest producer of dairy products and it has a very sizable dairy processing sector. There must be scope for opportunities for Fonterra with the Indian industry, perhaps in uh, strategic alliances or in co-investment. I don't think it would lead to tariff elimination across the board, but it could deliver very valuable economic benefits. We can see a similar thing, you know, in the sheep meat sector. India is a very large uh, consumer of sheep meat, and we have a lot of knowledge, expertise, particularly about product development that could be made available. Again, they may not be willing to give us general tariff reductions, but who knows what could be offered in return, similarly in horticulture. I think the point is that we have to be a lot more creative in our thinking.
Australia's new trade deal with India has more than 85% of exports entering there tariff-free, but it excludes dairy, sheep meat and apples. And finally, farmers are being warned to avoid blanket drenching their stock for internal parasites as the problem of drench-resistant worms continues to increase. North Canterbury vet Alistair Kenyon says plenty of farms have worms and they're surviving despite increasingly stronger drugs being used. He says farmers need to be strategic about how they use drench to control parasites, which are not only a problem for sheep but increasingly for cattle as well get in touch with your local veterinarian. It's an area that we're really working hard in to try and reduce medicine usage overall and quantify what problems you do have and come up with strategies to get out of those problems. And if we're in a hole, we need to stop digging. So the days of of using a blanket drench approach on all stock classes is fast approaching an end. We need to preserve these medicines while they still have effectiveness. Alistair Kenyon says tests have been carried out to see how effective drenches are on farms. He urges farmers not to drench stock which are in good condition at the same time as they dose those that are obviously riddled with worms. And that's our primary sector news for Wednesday.